Jameson Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi folks, I'm having a good day today, and let me the first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now before we begin, I messed up that I am not a psychiatrist. If your son dies to diagnose with autism, please see a physician. I want you based on my experiences. As to know on the right to the intro and outro, they are found at ytmp3.com. I also have a mission statement to review with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the negative stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think are disabilities. People on the spectrum are not broken and do not to be fixed. Those who have conditions or abilities are not to be pitied. There's nothing to be sorry about. I also have some people I'd like to thank. First, I want to thank Tommy Stevens, who was my previous guest on my show. And see, 223, Rock Your Appetite with Tommy Stevens. More information. But what a great person. Thank you, Tommy. I had a great time talking to you. I traveled to Bloomington, Indiana on Tuesday and presented a check to Stone Belt. We adore Stone Belt and the work they do to promote success in all people. I appreciate Penny Sims setting this up. We value the work you and your business do. The Reimagining Success panel I mentioned before is now available. Check it out on YouTube for sure. I also gave a speech at River Birch Elementary. Despite my mother falling, we had a great time sharing our mission with these young people. This is particularly amazing though since I got to know a third grader with autism and I got to meet my first fan, a girl from an Avon, Indiana middle school, came down to hear me talk. And since the last episode, I attended two networking events. I started by visiting a clubhouse to gain additional networking knowledge. I then utilized, I had remembered to network at... Carol Harrison's virtual team global gathering. What wonderful occasions. Now, folks, we'll be right back. We're here and add from the bar on Maryland Ridge, so let's get to it. There is a hidden gym in eastern Greene County, folks. Fowler's Pumpkin Patch and the barn on Maryland Ridge Wedding Barn. Autism Rocks and Rolls is very proud to tell you about our friends, Perry and Renee Fowler, and their place of business. Both Fowler Pumpkin Patch and the barn on Maryland Ridge is a relaxing drive approximately 15 minutes from the heart of Bloomington, Indiana, and an hour south of Indianapolis. You can find them at 53... South Green County Line Road, Bloomington, Indiana, 47403. The property has numerous picture locations, including several rolling fields, antique tractors, red and rustic barns, trees, and much more. Customized wedding packages are offered on their website. The surrounding area also provides several hotels in which to have your guests stay for your destination wedding. Also, Fowler's Pumpkin Patch is a family-owned and operated seasonal pumpkin patch. It's the perfect place to take your family for some fall fun. Enjoy picking out pumpkins, hay rides, a corn maze, and a petting zoo. Call the Fowlers today at 812-327-4895 or 812-325-6022. Alright folks, we're back, and yes, if you check them out, you'll definitely hear the words I do at this wedding barn. Now, today's episode will be a very unique one and very different from the previous ones that you have all heard because today we're going to discuss the arcade, and I'm not talking about the arcade that you go to at the fair or carnivals. No, I'm talking about the amusement center arcades where you take kids to go play games and maybe jump on some bouncy houses. But these games mean a lot to the autism world because they're saying something. They're trying to help each other out. There's elements to the game that sometimes I think people take for granted that is hard for those on the spectrum to either comprehend or deal with because there's so much part in the game that it's overwhelming sometimes and I don't think people realize that and I think that's why this topic needs to be brought today. The definition of an arcade is it is a place where individuals can play arcade games such as coin operate air hockey or billiard tables or electromechanical games, redemption games, or arcade video games and each one of these games has their own unique trait to it and has their own twist but it's both but the games are both very hard to do and sometimes easy to do but it's also hard to cope with the mechanics and sometimes the mechanics are enjoyable 
but it all depends on the child and how they operate with the arcane, how they feel about it as an individual. I think this place has autism inside of it because not only are the mechanics part of it, but you feel every emotion in the venue from happiness to sadness. When they go to the arcade, it has a different emotion. Some go because they're mad trying it off. Some go and be happy, which is what you see in most kids. But then there are some who go to the arcade and you hear a baby crying or a toddler throwing a tantrum because of something happening so each time parents feel an emotion too where they want to help the child calm down where they want the child to be happy and get all the tickets and they do and everyone's celebrating they're all different emotions at the arcade it's one emotion whirlpool coming together now i would like to discuss the history of the arcade to tell you all what it was about so according to kyle rab the history of the arcade begins in the 1910s when carnival games such as ring toss and test of strength were starting to rise on the surface in 1920 amusement parks came up with the idea to try to create electronic arcade games and they provide the atmosphere and the games it was a success because they gained a huge attraction it grew even bigger in 1966 because sega introduced an electronic mechanical game called periscope it grew attention not only in the united states but also grew attraction in Japan and Europe. Then in 1978, Tato's Space Invaders came out and it became the first blockbuster arcade game. What followed was the legendary games that became popular, such as Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Defender, and etc. By 1981, the arcade industry was worth $8 billion. These games became so popular that people started to build places just for these games. Some of the chains include Dave & Buster's, Gaddy's Pizza, Chuck E. Cheese's, and many more. Unfortunately, while they still exist, the worth is low because it went from being $8 billion to being $2.1 billion in 2017. This is autism because it is hard for us to get off a high and go down to a low. Because when we're on the high, we're just starting. We're rising to the occasion. But we feel pretty bad when we have to go back to the low and go down the hill. Because we feel at the mountain peak. We've reached our high point. Now we have to start over? Come on, that's not fair. Why do we have to start over? And it is hard to do, but I think the more we climb, the easier it is to not break a sweat on the mountain. I also think this place can be a perfect opportunity to test our boundaries. Some of those boundaries include our sensory noises and C-123, sensitive feelings, because let's be honest, you're going to hear tons of noises. You're going to hear ding, 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 boing, boing, boing. Are you ready to play? Pull the handle, spin the wheel. I mean, you'll hear every noise you can think of. So if you want to go to the arcade so much, though, this is a perfect opportunity for you to hop over your sensory noise barrier and see if you can try to be okay in the arcade game. And if not, you just can't go. But if you can, that's a great step. It's a great place for you to try and see that is it doable for me to go in the arcade because it's definitely going to depend on if it's too much or not, depending on how you behave and how you act and how you handle it. Some do handle it. If you do, great. It, then it's a great place. You just took a step to having a great time. But if you don't, then that's okay too. There are other places that have less sensory noises. So definitely I would say try it out because you don't know how bad the sensory noise is unless you attempt to go in the arcade and see what distractions might help you out. Our next boundary you can test is our social and conversing skills and see 1115 conversation operation for more information. But this is a great challenge to test too because most parents who take their children to arcades are good parents and most of the kids who go are good kids. I'm just trying to say if you talk to the right person, it might be an opportunity for you to test out the wires and see how well you do socialize and converse and if you're not good at try to improve because no one will be mad at you. No one will get really, really upset. They might walk away, but they're not going to get frustrated where 
Mom, this guy being mean to me. Uh, it's not going to be like that. And it's definitely worth a shot to see if you might try to make a friend because you're at a good place where you can. There's no harm in trying. I know some don't like to socialize, but let's be real here. What's the point of going to the arcade sometimes if you don't have a friend that's not family? Our next boundary we can work on is our flexibility because you're not the only one who goes to the arcade. There are other children who go to the arcade. And sometimes those children are going to interact with your schedule and unintentionally crack the safe. Not because... They're trying to harm you or trying to make you mad, but they're just doing it and they're being a kid. And I don't mean in a mean way. I just mean in the way where they're playing your game that you start with every time. They're sliding down the slide. They're going the way you don't want them to. They're trying to be a kid and they may not see what they're doing wrong. Honestly, I hate to say this, but they're not the problem. You're the problem with that. So in the arcade, yes, you do have to be flexible and try something new each time. And I know it's hard when you set up the structured routine each time. This is a place where you can challenge yourself to be flexible because there's so much other distractions and so much other great games and great food that you won't even remember you had this structured routine. It will go in the trash. I know that from experience because I didn't want to break my routine when I went to the arcade game. I always had a starting game, but I had to learn not to start with it each time so I could not only enjoy the time I had in the arcade, but enjoy my childhood and enjoy... A great part of it was the arcade because I was flexible and I was a-okay with it and I wasn't comfortable, but I managed it. The final skill we can learn is math and numbers. And as much as I admit that I do not like math, and as much as I hate the teacher when they say math is used everywhere, they're not lying. There's math in my job. There's math in probably even my mother's job that she has to do sometimes but it's used. And in the arcade, it is used too because there's numbers in the arcade game with the tickets. You can only have this amount of much tickets in order to get this prize. And sometimes it's hard for a child to learn that, but the arcade is a great place to learn that you have to pay with money, which is the tickets, in order to get your incentive or reward. And you have to have enough in order to get it. It's not everything on the shelf is $0. I wish it was that way some days, but it's not in the world I am from. So it's definitely a great place to show them math and numbers and to show them, okay, 100 comes before 130 or you have 30 tickets, these are the things you can get legally. And if they're not understanding math and numbers, you have to do your best with it and try to understand the math and just show them, okay, you just can't get this then because you don't have enough tickets for it. So definitely try to make them understand the math, but they don't. Just explain the reason briefly because we can't understand a brief one. Now, I will like to talk about one of the big misconceptions in an arcade game. That is a big misconception is that the parents need to get the child with autism to enjoy the variety in the arcade. I'm here to tell you that is wrong. Incorrect. I don't agree with it. If the child likes that one attraction at the arcade and that one attraction only, then that is fine. I say they can do it until it's time to departure. However, to the child, I have one rule, and that is you cannot be the gatekeeper of the game, and you cannot guard the castle. Because if someone else wants to do it, you automatically let them in and open the drawbridge because it's their arcade too. They want to enjoy their time just like them. And if you want to sit on the sidelines and wait to play that game again, that is your choice. While I don't agree with the parents stopping you, I don't see why the, the child w would wait and sit on the sidelines because there's so much other ideas. However, I do understand why they do it. And I'm telling you why they do it. It's because it's the only game they know. The game is their friend. And when they feel separated from a friend, it bothers them down. When they go play a game, it, it's a spit in the face to the other game that they love so much. So yes, they would rather wait on the sidelines and be with their friend versus trying to go make a new friend and honestly be someone they're not 
uncomfortable with at the same time. If they're waiting, then I'd say for the parents, don't hassle them to go play a new game, but try to encourage them, you know, step outside your comfort zone. This may be a while. Go play a new game. There's a lot of other games out here. But if they say no, they want to wait, let them wait. That is their friend. They believe no one's going to take it from them. And if that's the game that makes them happy, then let's let them be happy and enjoy the moments in the arcade because when they go out, it's going to be back to hard life all over again. It's like you when you go to work and then you come back home because when you go to work, it's hard, you're stressed. And with the autistic person, when they're out and about, sometimes trying to socialize, it's stress. When the adult comes home, they're relaxed and trying to get a cup of joe and basically chill out for the day. That's what we feel like we're in the arcade. We want a cup of joe, have some fun, and then chill out for the day and be a kid. And for those who do not think it is doable and don't believe what I'm saying, I'm telling you it is 100% doable to do and to take your child with autism to the arcade. Don't believe me? Look at the first video below to see it in action because our buddies from the Meltdown episode and C-107 Meltdown's autistic style because they are back, but this time they are showing us their trip to the arcade and how they managed their trip. Now, parents, I do want you to understand that the child may or may not want to spend time with you at the arcade. This is why. For the May, I want you to spend time with me because I have a tough time communicating with you, but the arcade opens me up, and I would love to feel like I have a friend even though you are my family. Can we spend some quality family time and maybe we can try to talk about what's going on in life but for the may not it is i do not want you to spend time with me because it's nothing against your parenting but i would like to have a sense of independence and try to make some friends so i do not have to lean on your shoulder 24 7 and i would like to enjoy my childhood and attempt to not do but attempt to, to chat with someone and try to see if i can become a friend with someone even though i'm not the best at it so I could say at least I tried. I also want parents to understand that while the arcade might be your enemy, the arcade can also be your friend. The reason being the arcade has many distractions and attractions that they might love. Some of those attractions are the games and that's an obvious one because that's what they come here for. The games can be beneficial to you parents. The game is their babysitter almost and you don't have to worry about your child at all. You know where they are. You can have your cup of joe and chill for the day and not have to think, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen here? What's gonna happen here? Or have any typical mother or father feelings of a child with autism so it's definitely an advantage to you and it's definitely something that can be helpful so you can have your space too parents you can't worry about your child every moment you can't lean on them 24 7 so the games coming in to take the pressure off of your chest is definitely a lifesaver and definitely can help you out so that you don't have to bottle up your lungs in and Feel like you had to breathe extra air to cough. The next distraction is lightning. No, wait a minute. I'm sorry, lightning. Apparently, everybody, lightning is at the arcade, so watch where you're walking. No, I'm kidding. In all seriousness, my next idea and distraction is lighting without the end, so it's lighting. And I'll tell you, the lighting can be helpful because it's very attracting to the autism eyes. It's attracting to the autism eyes because at the end of the day, we like something that shines and is something new we don't see at our house. Yeah, there's lighting at our house because we have lights on, but it's lights. It's nothing fancy. It's not red. It's not green. It's not blue. It's not yellow. There's nothing cool about a regular light. Sorry, that's just my opinion. When you add color to it, Okay, it makes it kind of cool. When you see colored lights that are here because of an arcade or a screen that's colored and it has lighting to it, that's pretty amazing to see because of how it's built and we wonder how it got there 
at a younger age. We learn as we get older, but when we're younger, it's still pretty fascinating to learn how it got there and to see it works. In an older age, it's still pretty cool because I'm an adult and sometimes if I took a child to the arcade, I would find the lighting fascinating because of just how it happens and how it processes the information, how it got there is an accomplishment itself. So yeah, I would say I definitely like the lighting in the arcade. It's not just the line because our third distraction is the colors because the colors on the screen, the colors that match, and it's just working it together makes the arcade kind of pretty where you get the cozy jacuzzi feeling. The final distraction that might work, and this is the most helpful, is the structure. Because I remember when I went to the arcade, I remember loving the structure and gain it. The adults pay you enter. You play games, you go to the ticket eater or the person that counts the tickets and you get your prizes and you leave. That's pretty much the structure of the arcade. And that structure is so straightforward. I loved it so much because it made sense, one, and it was logical. However, I also liked it because when I got used to it, I knew what to expect when I would go to the arcade. So definitely when you set that routine structure in the arcade, then that's going to be a tool for them, not only with the games they play, but also the process of going and exiting the arcades because they not only know what to expect, but they know what games are there, what to do and how to behave and have their manners. But when you add something in that, it might throw them off a little bit like when you get pizza this different time instead of the regular time you get the pizza. But keeping the basic structure in the arcade is definitely a helpful tool so that they feel calm and as we all know, when they know what to expect, it makes them a calmer and more patient person to where I think they would probably be on their best behavior, actually on their better behavior, if they had that structure in them because you don't have to worry about them having an autistic moment and you don't have to worry about them misbehaving because of a logical reason in their head that may not be logical to use sometimes. I also like to say if a regular arcade is not working, it is possible to try one that understands the autism spectrum a bit more because there are arcades out there for them. Look at the second and third video below to see the amazing sensory friendly arcades. When it is time to leave the arcade, they might get upset because when they have to leave, and I know for most kids, they will get upset because they do not want to leave. And it's the same for those on the spectrum but it can be more severe because they feel like they are enjoying themselves. And those on the spectrum go through lots of challenging times. So now you are taking something that we enjoy. It's almost like saying goodbye to a friend that we may not see for a long time. I know as a high-functioning level autistic person that all good things must come to an end, but someone else on the lower end on the spectrum may not get that. So it's likely a child on the spectrum might get aggressive. If they do, then I think for your safety, they do not come back. And it's true. I think it's happened to me. I was very aggressive at a point when I watched pro wrestling. I had to get taken away from me from my own safety and my parents' safety. And it wasn't the best time. And it's the same with the arcade. You may not be able to go back because of the aggressiveness. And I want the parents to know it's not their fault. They didn't do anything wrong. My mom, by taking it away from me, wasn't her fault. Then you taking away the arcade is not your fault. They didn't do anything. It's our fault and it's something we have to manage because as we know, we do have anger issues and see 1112 flying off the handle. And I'll admit I have anger issues myself and I don't admit I'm ashamed often, but but I will admit this. This is the one time I will admit it, but I am ashamed that I have anger issues and I'm not proud of it. 
but it's something I have to cope with and deal with every day. And it's the same with those on the spectrum. You have to know your limits and whether you're lower functioning or higher functioning, and you cannot get angry at something kind of ridiculous as leaving the arcane because it's not safe and you're embarrassing yourself in public. So the best idea is if you think you're going to get aggressive, don't go. But if you want to try to handle it, then handle it. But for the parents, you need to know your child's anger so you can save the embarrassment in public so that it doesn't affect them in the long term. One last idea before I do in wrestling terms the main event, which was compare arcade games to autism. I have one big piece of advice to do, and that is I want to tell you what to do even before you enter, after, and even during your time in the arcade with the child. And I don't know if I'm qualified for this, but I would at least like to try. So for the first, it is before, and that is give them a pep talk, or aka set them up for the expectations. At the door, you stop, you tell them, all right, this is what we're going to do. I expect no misbehavior. We're in public, yada, yada, yada. Go have some fun. If they break a rule, intervene and tell them that's not the rule. You know better. This is your warning. And if you ain't going to do it, we're going to leave. After when you set that expectation, they know, oh, okay, I better not mess up or I'm leaving and I'm probably not coming back. And that's where anyone with the autism or someone who isn't. That's the best thing to do when you take them to places is to set the rules and what to do at this place and expect the best just know they might do the worst but also hope for the best too because sometimes y'all tell you you never know with children now during your time at the arcade give them space if they want you to have fun with them go on and have some fun go find your inner child again but if they want space give them space let them roam around it's a wide enough area where you can find them but also tell them okay i'm going to be right here if you need me give me a holler So definitely try to give them space and roam around because they may not be able to get to do it at home or any other else because of the size and can get lost because it's too big. But the arcade is a big area, but also small enough to where it's safe and they can roam and not to worry about possibly getting the wrong idea or getting kidnapped even. And then after, if they do act up, like I said before, and I did say there's no solutions, but I have one idea. I like to at least try and you can do this with any child is assure them they will come back because that's what helps them a lot is if you tell them hey we had fun we'll definitely be coming back I don't know when but at some point we'll be coming back I promise you that okay in their mind that's like okay I was promised there I'm coming back I expect to come back so please do your part and I'll do my part and I know that's for autism that's also not for autism that's for anyone with a child who takes their child to the arcane try these steps and just see if it works if it doesn't we'll go back to the drawing board but I know that's what it worked for me and that's what I would try at least to say that okay I did the appropriate response now I'm gonna have to try something else to get a little creative it is now main event time as they say so I guess got celebrate with oh oh uh oh 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 Sorry, I got a little excited there. But anyway, what I will now do is compare some old arcade games that parents probably played back in their heyday and some arcade games that exist in amusement centers today to autism and how it can be relatable. We will kick off the list with from the old to new. And our first game to the show is Metal Slug. It is a run-and-gun video game franchise from Japan. Peregrine Falcon Squad, a tiny group of troops engaged in combat with aliens, zombies, mummies, and other entities bent on a world domination is the main focus of the game. The player initially only has a straightforward semi-automatic handgun. The player can acquire new weaponry as the game goes on. The player switches back to using the handgun, which has infinite ammunition when the ammunition of the special weapons 
which could be like machine guns or flamethrowers, runs out. This is autism because during the game, players can switch characters after the previous character loses their three lives. When the player does that, they are showing the concept of teamwork. Those on the spectrum are not the best with teamwork. They would rather work alone or be alone even due to a million of reasons. But the main one is it causes too much stress and anxiety. C109 Autistic Butterflies, more information. But lots of times, autism also comes with a social anxiety disorder. I would bet a million dollars if I went to go get tested for social anxiety disorder, it would come back positive. Next is WWF Superstars. It is a wrestling arcade game for enthusiasts of the classic sport. This is the first game to be made available in the professional wrestlers. Some of the wrestlers in the game's characteristic maneuvers and demeanors are featured in the game. Additionally, there are Virgil, Andre the Giant, and Ted DiBiase cameos. Additionally, Miss Elizabeth and Mean Jean Oakland make an appearance. The player's preferred team enters the arena prior to the first match using the ring cart Seen in WrestleManias 3 and 6, to create a tag team, players choose two wrestlers between Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, The Ultimate Warrior, Big Boss Man, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and The Hockey Talk Man. After three victories, competitors are given the opportunity to face Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant, also known as the Mega Bucks, in the championship event. In the event that the player prevails in the title contest, a newspaper headline announcing the tag team as champions is displayed. As we know from previous episodes, see 154 to 158, the WWE specials. A professional wrestling represents autism, but the game is autism due to the variety of characters that exist. Each character has their own twist, and like them, everyone has their own twist to them, whether they are on the spectrum or not. It is important for everyone to embrace their differences and to find that one trait that makes them stand out from others around and not around them. Now, folks, we'll be right back. We're in here ad from Bobcat Ellisville, Indiana. So let's get to it. Are you wanting to do construction in your life? If so, Bobcat at Ellisville, Indiana is the place for you to work. For 60 years, Bob Curl and the other six locations have been offered as a resource to construction equipment and sales. They can provide you with Bobcat equipment, Cronkite trailers, Phil power tools, Echo Outdoor power equipment, Renmax power equipment, and Xmark commercial mowers. They also carry the products that are called Xaviators, Compact track loaders, skid steer loaders, Versa handler, telescope tool carriers, all-wheel steer loaders, utility vehicles, and Toolcat utility work machines, plus a wide section of attachments. Be sure to use their services and give them a call at 800-825-9132. All right, folks, we're back, and yes, you might find some Bobcats there. You never know. Now, continuing on with our next game, which is The Simpsons. It is a combat and adventure arcade game inspired by the well-known American comedy The Simpsons. It was the first Simpsons-related arcade game to be made available in North America. Up to four players can take control of members of the Simpson family in the game as they battle various bad guys to free the kidnapped baby girl, Maggie. Each character has a unique method of attack. Homer uses punches and kicks. Marge uses a vacuum. Bart uses a skateboard. And Lisa uses a jump rope. The Simpsons do not represent autism, but the game oddly reminds me of my grandfather and how he became the man he is today. And to learn more about him, C-122 Meet Big Joe. But I'll give you a little bit of a basis. So his story is, and what I learned from on the panel I did that I mentioned in the people I like to thank section is his father was not the sharpest tool in the shed. He was kind of a drunker, but he loved his family at the end of the day. He loved all of his children. He gave them hugs and kisses. He never pushed them away. 
And I'm guessing, I don't know if he did, but I'm guessing he said, I love you two as children. And it just shows all you need is love in order to have success. The next game is Neo Geo Cup 98, The Road to Victory. A soccer arcade game based on the FIFA World Cup 1998. Despite being released after the 1998 FIFA World Cup, it includes the nations of 64 teams in a regional qualifying round final. Each team faces a rival it faced during the 1998 FIFA World Cup qualification. So, for example, Spain might compete with Yugoslavia, while Italy might compete with Russia. If the player triumphs against the opposition, they advance to a group much like the World Cup in real life. The team actually plays opponents who are in its group. We have the kick is the game's motto. The game shows autism because of what I read. Part of the game's description is, as I read, they advance to a group. My question is, what group? Sometimes on the spectrum, need more information and direction so we can understand the direction of the compass. It is like this. If I hear advance to a group, it is likely I will take a wrong turn. But if I hear advance to group B, then I will stay on the road. Our next game is Galaga. It is a fixed shooting arcade game that is a follow-up to Galaxy Inn in 1979, which was Namco's first significant arcade game. The player is entrusted with killing the Galaga forces in each stage while dodging opponents and projectiles while piloting a spacecraft. Some foes can be stopped by a player's spacecraft using a tractor beam, and the player can then be revived to be a dual fighter with more firepower. But this is not autism, but a personal belief, because according to rlayturner.com, lots of those think that sequels to movies stink. Okay, stop believing that. They do not all the time. In some cases, they are even better. It happened with this game. When someone thinks of retro arcade games, they do not think of Galaxy in. There are more who know Galaga. So because of that, I'm wanting everyone on the spectrum not to keep an open mind when it comes to movie sequels. I also have Donkey Kong. It is a vintage arcade game from 1981. As Mario, the player must run, leap, and scale ladders to reach a construction site where Pauline, or as we call her Peach, is being held captive by the enormous gorilla Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong is the first platform game to include jumping demands. The player has to hop between chasms and over barriers or oncoming foes, laying the groundwork for the genre's future. Donkey Kong is one of the earliest arcade games with many stages, and has four distinct stages, making it the most complicated at the time. This is autism because of the one word, and that is complicated. For the person with autism, I want to say that it is important to try the complication, and while it may go south, it could go north and work well. I know that the Aspie is scared of the risk, but it might be a necessity to function. However, to the parents, it is important to understand that they should get a medal for trying to attempt a hard part of functioning. If they accomplish a task, then great. But if they do not, parents do not sweat it because in the year 2022, there are sources that can either help or provide what your child needs in order to function. It is not the biggest deal alive if they never touch a steering wheel or a mop. Our next game is Mario Bros. It is a 1983 vintage arcade game. Mario and Luigi, two Italian plumber twin brother, kill animals that emerge from the sewers by flipping them over and kicking them away. To win the game, the player must defeat every enemy in each phase. Running and jumping are the sole moves in the Mario Bros. Players cannot leap on adversaries and squish them, unlike in later Mario games, unless they are already on their backs. Each phase consists of a sequence of platforms with pipes at each screen corner and a POW block in the middle. When a player hits the POW, 
block from below. All adversaries touch a platform or the floor are turned around. It has a three-use limit before it expires. Players have the opportunity to earn more points during bonus rounds by collecting coins within a set amount of time. Each bonus round, POW block fills by itself at the beginning. Up till the player runs out of lives, the game continues. This game represents autism because it seems like Mario Bros has tons of restrictions and boundaries. Parents, I am telling you, we need restrictions and boundaries for our own good. I know I have said that before, this time I want to say that boundaries need to be there, but I also believe in not hovering and not letting the person with autism take baby steps to not being shy with their comfort zone. However, parents, you also need to be in the bubble and pick when it is appropriate and not appropriate to step in. And if I may, I think the arcade is a great place to encourage and allow the child with autism to lift the boundaries they or you have created. I will help out even more because if you look at the fourth article below by Autism Parenting Magazine, it will tell parents when to let the bird fly. Furthermore, we also have the legendary Pac-Man. It is a well-liked maze-based arcade game. Pac-Man, which the player's control, has to consume every dot inside. A maze while avoiding four different colored ghosts. Pac-Man can gain bonus points by eating power pellets, which are big flashing dots that briefly make the ghost blue. Pac-Man must consume every dot in the maze while dodging four ghosts of different colors that are chasing him. Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. The player moves on the next level when Pac-Man consumes all of the dots. Fruit icons at the bottom of the screen represent levels. There are small sequences between each level that show Pac-Man and Blinky in amusing circumstances. Pac-Man will lose a life if he is grabbed by a ghost. The game is over after all lives have been lost. As the player advances, the game gets harder since the ghosts move quicker and the energizer effects last for shorter periods of time. This is autism for two reasons. The first reason is in this game, players have to be quick on their feet and think fast. Some of those on the spectrum have the pinball brain and see 111 pinball action where they think fast. But I would bet money that those with a pinball brain would rock out Pac-Man. The other reason is the game itself is very complex because for the longest time, I thought Pac-Man was the bad guy and the ghosts were the good guy. The reason why I thought that is it seemed like I thought Pac-Man was the bad guy and he was the one taking all the dots while the ghosts are trying to save the dots. And I did state earlier what parents do to help in like not giving enough details because that's what Pac-Man did. It didn't give enough details. So now I'm going to tell you what happens on the bad side if we don't get enough details. The bad side consists of us panicking and trying to figure it out, which I'm not saying is bad all the time, but sometimes parents are making us play Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is basically a game where you try to make us do something and it's not possible or it's not reasonable. My advice would be not to figure out everything for us, but to tell us what you want the angle to be, but tell us point by point. Then there's Hyper Pac-Man. It is an arcade game of Pac-Man with greater 3D effects. It is an unlicensed game that uses Pac-Man series characters. The ghost is all blue instead of having varied colors. Pac-Man has extra abilities and advantages that he can utilize to defeat the ghost. The game is fascinating to me and me with those on the spectrum because as Abe Shapiro said, see 1114 meet Abe Shapiro for more autism, but my autism sense is tingling. Well, my autism sense tingles each time I see this game because I love the 3D effect and animation on this game. This game has Pac-Man in real life. Like me, those on the spectrum might like the arcade because of not only the reasons I listed earlier, but they also might like the screen and the 3D aspects that the arcade games provide. So I think that parents, this can be on your side because they not only have an outlet, but it is possible to encourage them to utilize their interests with 3D effects for the future. The final game we have for the old school generation is League Bowling. It is a 1990 arcade game with the bowling themed central element. The gamers can choose from balls, 
weighing to 8 to 15 pounds while controlling figures with red and blue hair. For this game, four players is a limit. This game is a symbol of autism, but it has no representation for me, but for my friend who is on the autism spectrum. While he has his own challenges, I want to brag on him and tell everyone that he is successful like me because he has a passion for bowling as won third place for Special Olympics in the Indiana State. So I want anyone to next time to look at a person you would not see as or consider successful and think again because they might be doing something greater than you could have ever imagined. Now, I hope everyone's enjoying the comparisons and the analogies, but I got to take a break because if I do, I'll get way too excited. So while you guys are listening to an ad for Unlocking the Spectrum, I will be getting a drink. So I will be right back, everyone, and I hope you enjoy the ad. At Unlocking the Spectrum, we are committed to making the highest quality ABA therapy accessible to all children with autism. We pride ourselves in offering fun, compassionate, and data-driven programs for individuals with autism and unparalleled support for their families. Our personalized approach means that every unique child is given just what they need to reach their maximum potential. We are so happy to support Sam and his mission of taking the stigma off of autism. You can learn more about our services and employment opportunities in both Indiana and Texas at unlockingthespectrum.com or by calling 855-INFO-UTS. That's 855-INFO-UTS. All right, folks, we're back, and yes, you'll definitely unlock the key to success if you visit there. I will now be comparing some of the games that we see in amusement arcade centers today to autism, just like I did with the old school ones. So our first new school arcade game is Go Ballistic. It is a top-grossing video redemption game that requires players to move about by flinging softballs at a touchscreen interface. At the entire family can play any of the five thrilling minigames available. Players are allowed to choose any game at whatever level they want to play since the games are not level progressive. Each minigame has a unique task that players must complete in order to earn points by throwing balls and moving targets on the screen. This game represents autism because I can easily see someone on the spectrum being impulsive and annoying someone else with the balls. It is a challenge Aspies, but when you choose to be impulsive, people go away. I actually don't understand the reason fully, but as humans we have limits. However, the other person has a part instead of trying to walk away at first, tells to blandly stop. It will not hurt our feelings. I'd rather someone tell me I am being annoying than have someone hide that fact from me. Our next game is Grand Piano Keys. It is a music arcade game that is very recent. To perform as much of a public domain music as you can in 20 seconds is the single objective of the game. To do this, simply press the large and basic piano keys that correspond to the on-screen titles. A player loses some time and can't play for a few seconds if they hit the wrong notes. When the game is finished, it abruptly ends and tickets are awarded based on how many keys the players hit. This is autism because an outlet I would like to suggest that might be helpful is music. Music has helped me in so many ways that if you look at the fifth picture below, it will show how it can be a tool. Our next game is Monster Drop. It is a captivating, entertaining ticket redemption arcade game. To win tickets, time is the key. The high energy ball drops so that it hits the jackpot, mystery value, or ticket win values. Players succeed every time since the ball bounces and carries before falling into a hole. This is not autism, but a personal belief. This game to me is a participation trophy. So stop handing out participation trophies. Everyone needs to accept failure sometimes. Honestly, children would prefer words of encouragement over a meaningless trophy if they knew the meaning. If participation trophies continue, it will become a world where no one will accept a bad day. Our next game is Smoking Token Extreme. It is a captivating arcade game with a ski-themed idea. In an ongoing game, 
Players race coins down a ski jump ramp in an effort to land them in a specific slot on a wheel. A specific ticket multiplier is used in this game to reward both inexperienced and experienced players. The idea is based on the straightforward time. This is autism because of the word time. Our timing skills, as far as punctuality goes, is great. And C-135, start Monday, more information. But as far as timing goes with our task, it is situational. And I will say the more someone adds, the more stressful it comes. What I would love as a work accommodation with our bosses is to give us a task as you would to another employee, but give us one task at a time. Honestly, for future bosses, that is what I need. And if not given, I do not know if I can work at this place. Actually, scratch that. Let me rephrase. I can but it will not be enjoyable and I might get physically sick. Next we have Candy Crane House. It is a claw arcade game where the end goal is to pick up candy. The shape of the claw makes it almost impossible not to give some. This game resembles autism but in the form of a personal memory. There were times where I did my homework at my grandmother's, but I like doing it with my grandma Alice especially and see 222 accept them for who they are by grandma Alice to learn information for her. but she stayed in that episode I had to be more patient and my reward was a candy Hershey bar so that is my advice is when they are having a tough time spoil with candy but also keep them focused when it comes to having to work with homework another piece of advice for grandparents and working on homework with your grandchild with autism is understand that it may not get done the way you are taught in your school however to the child have an open mind or doing it the old school way because it might make more sense to you we also have extreme hoops it is a basketball themed arcade game the goal of this game is to make as many baskets as you can in the eluded period the game divides the action into four stages with the moving hoop offering a more difficult challenge as players play this game shows autism but not the individuals who are autistic instead it's for the individuals who are labeled jocks and believe they are invincible well guys i'm telling you this and i've said it before you're not I do not have a problem with your interests in sports, but I have a problem with your attitude. For those who society underestimates, ignore the mean and snots because it's not your fault. The loss is theirs because they do not know what they are missing. Trust me, as an adult, it gets better. When it comes to my social life, I prefer an adult social life than a grade school social life. My best advice for school bully and school's exclusion is get your education and get out of there. And then the next game is Ice Ball Alley, or my mom's favorite, Ski Ball, the most widely played alley roller arcade game that is available. In this arcade game, players roll a ball into a two that keeps your score. This is not autism, but a personal belief. In Ski Ball and the arcade, you sometimes hit the big numbers and win the big prizes, but you also hit the small numbers and win the small prizes. All prizes are sometimes the best prizes. It is important to appreciate what life has given to you, good or bad. Earlier, I gave my not-so-nice opinion about participation trophies, but there is a counter-argument I can agree with, and that is participation trophies teach the child to be grateful. It still robs them, but the participation trophies chose to accept a gift even if they did not ask for or want it. We also have air hockey. It is among the arcade games that have the most competition. It is for all ages and it is family fun. The way that the game is played is two opposing players try to score goals against each other on a low-friction table using two handheld discs and a lightweight plastic puck. This is autism because of the word competition. Those of the spectrum are not competitive. They would rather help than compete because at the end, we want everyone to be happy. 
and nobody is happy when they lose. We hate man versus man because for those on the spectrum, it is man versus self. Next is my personal favorite, Fruit Ninja. It is a classic arcade game from 2010. In Fruit Ninja, the player uses a touchscreen control blade to slice fruit. The player attempts to split the fruit into two when it is tossed onto the screen by swiping their fingers across it in the direction of a slicing motion. Players can use additional fingers to slice numerous fruits at once and receive bonus points for doing so. These slices are referred to as combos. People who, who play must slice every fruit. If three cumulative fruits are missed, the game is over. However, a player has lost at least one life and reaches scores that are multiples of 100, they will receive an additional life. The players can also end the game by slicing bombs that are occasionally thrown onto the screen. This is autism because I have promoted this before and I'm not going to stop. But put your child with autism in Taekwondo or try a martial art. Really shake me up and see 129 a Black Belt's journey for more information. But I can never thank them for showing me respect and creating a place where I felt like I could be myself when I constantly felt on edge. I have thanked them before, but not for that reason. And to show my gratitude, I will use this noise that is heard on Fruit Ninja. Alright, now that you hear a noise, it's time for you to hear an ad because we will now be hearing from our sponsor, Great White Smoke. So let's get to it. In the town of Bloomington, Indiana, you can find the best barbecue meat at Great White Smoke. Owned by Dave White, Great White Smoke offers meat catering for events such as weddings and birthday parties. They've won awards such as the 2021 number one food truck in America Grand Champion and the 2019 Kentuckiana Barbecue Pitmasters King of the Q. If you're looking for someone to cook meat for your event, then Dave is your guy. Book them for your next event at 812-229-7571. You can drop them an email on their contact page as well. All right, when we're back, you definitely won't be hearing smoke on the water, but smoke on the grill because there is definitely some good meat on that grill. Our next game we have is Deal or No Deal and Wheel of Fortune, and they are combo because they are two separate arcade games that are based on the American game shows Deal or No Deal and Wheel of Fortune. Both of these games represent autism because they are both game shows, and I think someone on the spectrum would rock as a game show host. The reasons why we rock as a game show host is one, in evolved structure so we could do our job in and out just like that. And we are very personable with people. So even though we don't come across as it sometimes, we can be. And I think we'd also be a great game show host because we like game shows and we would understand and we could explain the rules of the game where they would understand it. You would definitely be a great game show host because you become personable and the structure would make sense in our head and we would love to share the structure around the world globally. And our final game is the Big Bass Pro Wheel. This is my dad's favorite game. It is a wheel-based arcade game with the focus on fishing. In the game, the goal is to spin the wheel by pulling the handle. To win a prize, you must exert lots of strength. The jackpot then is when someone gets the jackpot and gets to spin once more. There are four to a thousand tickets available. This is autism because of the fishing theme. And I gave props to this organization last year, but I'm going to give it another prop. So I'm going to give props to the organization Cast for Kids. Allows those to, with a disability to enjoy a fishing trip in a disability-free environment. And I do not mean that in a negative way. This organization ignores what they cannot do. It gives them a chance to shine and catch the big one. Look at the sixth website below to learn more about Cast for Kids. Before I go, I want to know what was your favorite arcade game to play when you were a child? Or if you are a child, what is your favorite arcade game to play? Tell me at info at autismrocksandrolls.com and you will win a free t-shirt. To conclude, the arcade can be a scary place for us, but it also has fulfillment and understanding in this fun and challenging place. There has been great debate if video games are helpful, but I cannot argue with arcade games. This place has so many opportunities to step off the diving board 
while even having a free space to not only roam but to have her quirks without being judged it is not only a place where a kid can be a kid but it is a place that can be more fun if the child and parent are willing to listen to the games so to end let's all pull the handle and spin the wheel and see if the wheel will land on the arcade working or not working. Well, folks, I think I'll be all for us today. And hope you learned something about the arcade. And I want you right now to find your nearest arcade and see if you can have some fun in there. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming in very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.